is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Excellent. Okay, if you've got a Bible with you, if you want to turn to Matthew chapter 9, we're going to look at a few verses of Scripture now. Chandra's mini preacher was great earlier. I thought I've got to follow that. <laughs> but we're going to see what God has for us in these, uh, in these verses in the moments we've got together. Okay, Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Chapter 10. He called his twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. And in a few verses on in verse 5, we read that these twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Okay, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your words to us. And we pray now, as in these moments we consider this scripture together, that you would speak to us. Holy Spirit, we ask that you might come and be our teacher now. And that you might challenge our hearts, you might encourage us, help us to see what you have for us now. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we're going to look at these few verses uh, together. We don't have long now, but we're going to look at these few verses together. And our aim, as I've said, is to stir our faith, to encourage us and to prepare us for the guest service next Sunday. And we'll have some practical details about that as well. So firstly, in verse 35, we read that Jesus went through all the towns and villages. Verse 35 of Matthew chapter 9. Jesus went through all the towns and villages. Do you notice that Jesus' focus was not just on one community, not just on one place, not just on one town or location, but rather he was always going to the next place. Even if things were going really well seemingly, his focus wasn't just what was happening here, but he was thinking about the next place and the next town, the next location, and about moving on and reaching other people. In Mark chapter 1, we read Jesus saying, let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That's why I have come. You see, Jesus didn't settle. He wasn't prepared to say, you know what? I think things are going quite well here. We're seeing a good response to the gospel and you know, people are beginning to, uh, to be healed and, and respond to the good news. Let's just stay here and enjoy it. There's always a sense of, yes, but let's go to the next place. Let's reach another group of people. And the challenge for us is to make sure that we don't settle either. 
He says it's easy to get comfortable, particularly in these seats. It's really easy to get comfortable. Some of you look really comfortable this morning. But it is easy to be comfortable with what God is doing. It's like, you know, what, there are a few people around now, and, it, and it's good to see. And we could just sort of sit back and take it easy and enjoy the ride. It's easy to think, you know, why do we need to be having an outreach? Why do we need to be having a guest service? Isn't it, you know, there, there, are, there are enough people about now, we can just sit back and enjoy it. Jesus was never prepared just to sit back and enjoy it, but rather always he was going to the next place. Why? Because that's where the people were. His focus was always on people he hadn't yet reached. And he rejoiced with what was going on and and clearly be pleased with that, but wasn't prepared at any moment to settle and to say, well, let's just stay here and take it easy for a while. The challenge for us is to always have in our minds the people that don't know Jesus yet. It's one of our core values, isn't it? Loving people who don't know Jesus yet. And one of the ways we're doing that is over the next few weeks. It's not the only way we do that. But it's one of the ways we do that. And the challenge for us is to not get comfortable, but to continually be looking to reach out and be thinking about the empty seats and the people that aren't here yet. And the opportunity that those people have to hear the good news that you and I have heard. To hear the good news of the gospel. Maybe even you're here this morning because somebody invited you to come and hear about it. Well, the good news of the gospel is for everyone to hear. We want to do the utmost that we can to ensure as many people as possible get to hear about it. So I want to encourage us, particularly over these next few weeks as we've got the guest service and then the the comedy night and Alpha starting as well. Let's be praying and let's be active as well. Thinking and praying about the next group of people that there is to reach and to share the good news with. Jesus went about teaching scripture, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing. And everywhere he went, it seems that this is what he was doing. And our mandate is the same, to teach, to preach the, king, to preach the gospel, and to demonstrate it. That Jesus was teaching people to believe in God, teaching what it meant to respond to God and to live in a way that honoured him. He was preaching and proclaiming the gospel to those who needed to hear it and needed to understand it. And time and again, he was demonstrating the gospel with power. By healing people. And we see Jesus do that. And we see the early church do exactly the same. And the challenge for us is to do that also. It's our mandate as well. See, often we find in scripture that healing is linked to gospel proclamation. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 3 to 5, Paul says this. He says, I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. You can bet that at least part of Paul's demonstration of the Spirit's power would have included healing. The power of God authenticates the gospel. It illustrates to those who haven't yet responded to the good news of Jesus that God is alive and well and living and active and interested in people's lives now. 
and today and here, not just in another time, in another place, but rather here and now. Time and again, healing goes with a proclamation of the gospel. And so that's what we're doing next week. We're putting the two together. We're saying we're going to pray for the sick and we're going to preach the gospel. That's what the Bible tells us to do. That's what Jesus did. That's what the early church did. It's what we're told to do. And so we're going to do our best to be obedient to that every week, but particularly next Sunday. But let's not forget the greatest healing that anybody can receive actually isn't to be healed of a particular sickness or an injury, but rather to be forgiven of their sin. Because even if somebody is healed next Sunday, they're likely to get sick again. And at some point they will die. You might think that sounds depressing, isn't it? But that's the reality, isn't it? That's the truth of it. But actually the greatest miracle, the greatest need that anybody has, all of us have, is to be forgiven and cleansed of that which gets in the way of our relationship with God. The Bible calls sin. That's the greatest miracle and the greatest healing that can occur in our lives. But healing just isn't just a tool. We need to be careful not to think of it just as a tool. Never think of it like that. Healing is a demonstration of a God that loves people. It's a demonstration of his compassion. And so as we pray for the sick, it should come from a heart of compassion. We're told that Jesus had compassion. Verse 36 of Matthew chapter 9 says, When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He had compassion. He was moved. It affected his heart. And that's true on other occasions in Scripture as well. We see Jesus moved with compassion. In Matthew 21, we see um, some blind men that Jesus had compassion on. We're told on other occasions that Jesus had compassion on people. Have you got compassion on those who are sick? On those who are far from God and need Him? Those who are lost, as the Bible puts it? The Bible encourages us to have compassion like Jesus did and indeed does. But then Jesus makes a pretty dramatic statement. If you've got your Bible open still, you'll see it in Matthew 9, verse 37. Jesus said, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. The harvest is plentiful, Jesus says. That's quite a lot of harvest, isn't it? If you went to a farmer and said, your harvest is going to be plentiful this year, their face would light up, wouldn't it? They would be pleased about that. They would think, that's a good harvest. If my harvest is going to be plentiful, then that's good. I'm happy about that. It's going to be a good year. Well, Jesus says that the harvest in terms of people responding to the gospel is plentiful. It's plentiful. Jesus tells his disciples to pray not for the harvest, but for workers. Now, he doesn't say don't pray for the harvest. It's not if we pray for the harvest we're being sinful, but rather that wasn't his focus. Jesus' focus was not on the harvest itself, but rather it was on the workers that were needed to bring it in. 
Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest fields. Jesus is saying the harvest is ready now. It's harvest time. It's ready now. It's the workers that are needed. Isn't it interesting that the next thing that is recorded here in Matthew chapter 10 is Jesus sending out the twelve. It's as though Jesus says to his disciples, you need to pray for workers and then they're the answer to their own prayer, at least partly. So let me ask you, are you praying for the harvest or are you praying for workers? I think it's okay to pray for the harvest and we're certainly doing that for next weekend and in these, these weeks of, of particular focus for us. But Jesus encourages us particularly to pray for workers and to ask God for workers. And so I think it's right scripturally to unashamedly, if I can say that word, stand before us this morning and stand before you and and ask you to be a worker in God's harvest field. Then that might be a different role for each of us. But you know what? Each of us has a part to play. God calls us to be workers in his harvest field. So what's your part to play in that? I think there are two types of workers. I think there are those who know Jesus already and those who don't. I think they're the broad categories. I think everybody falls into one of either of those. These are the workers we're asking God for. It's either those that know Jesus now or those that don't yet. And they're the two groups of people that we're praying for. So we, we know, we're not trying to poach people from other churches. Rather, we want to bless and encourage other churches. It's great to have uh, Chandra with us from Aussie Road. We've got friends there. We've got friends in lots of other churches in the city. And we're praying for God to bless them as we're praying that he might bless us. And that's right. And we need to keep doing that. But you know what? There are a whole bunch of Christians in this city that aren't actively engaged and part of a local church. Maybe they've fallen away from God. Maybe they've just got disengaged with church over a period of time. Maybe something happened and things didn't work out and they've got disconnected. There'll be those that are new to the area who have just moved in. Maybe here for six or 12 months. Maybe come as a student. Or maybe just you know, say, no, 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 now I'm, Derby's a new place. Maybe a new job has brought them to the city or they just feel they, they need to be here. They might just be new to the area. There might be those that God specifically sends to us might be those who come to study. There are a whole bunch of people who know Jesus and love him that we can be asking God to add to us. We're praying for workers, remember, those who know Jesus already. But we're also praying for those that don't know Jesus yet, that they might become workers in his harvest field as well. See, Jesus' focus is always gathering to go. It's always in a sense of mission. It's never just gathering a group of people in for the sake of it. It's always with a purpose. And the purpose is always to go, to reach out, to reach those who haven't heard the good news of the gospel yet. It's easy for churches to slip up here. You know what? It would be easy for us to slip up here. It would be really easy to think it's all about just making it okay for us and making it comfortable and work well. And it's right that we love one another and we serve one another. And that's important. It comes after loving God, doesn't it? That's, that's first. But out of our love for God, it's right that we love and care for and serve one another. 
but not in an inward focus way, in a way that we might build one another up in order that we then might reach out and reach others that don't know Jesus yet. We gather in to grow up and to go out. It's always gather in, grow up and go out. So the focus is always mission. It's always, as we were saying at the beginning of this, it's always the next group of people. It's always the people that haven't heard yet. And that might be a geographic thing. It might be a group of people. It might be a particular location in the city. It might be all sorts of things. But I want to encourage us this morning to be thinking about what it is that Jesus is calling us to. Where is the harvest field that he wants you to work in? Actually, the truth is, for us as a local church, there's a particular harvest field that God has given us. We would certainly see that as the city and indeed other parts of the area that we're beginning to touch. Actually, we know that God's heart is for the nations. And so we've got our sights on other places far away as well. Not saying that we have all the answers, not saying it's all about us, but we are saying, you know what, we've got a responsibility here and we've got a part to play. That's our harvest field. But as well as that, you'll have a particular harvest field. It might be your road. It might be your neighbours. It might be the people that you study with. It might be those that you work with. It might be those you meet at the children's playgroup. It might be those you meet at the school gates. It might be those that you meet as you go to sign on. It might be, and so the list could go on. And that's a unique harvest field for you. God has put you in that place, so that might be your harvest field, and you might be praying for the harvest field there and for more workers in that harvest field. You are not where you are by accident, either in your employment or where you live or where you spend your time. You're there to be God's ambassador. You're there to see the harvest in that place. And God has put you there and given you a unique opportunity. You will have opportunities this week that I would never have. If you look at the person next to you for a moment, you will have opportunities this week that they will never have. Because you are in a unique place. So my question to you this morning is, are you ready for that unique opportunity this week? Are you looking for God to use you? Are you you seeing yourself as God's ambassador in that place? Because you are. An ambassador... This is not not even remotely on notes. Don't mind bothering looking. An ambassador represents a particular government, don't they? So they go to a place and they're a representative of somebody else. You know what, friends? You and I are representatives of King Jesus. And the places that we go to, whether it be spend our leisure time or our work time, be it our family time or time in a particular location, whatever it might be, You and I are representatives of King Jesus. Now you might say to me, Graham, that sounds very nice, but I don't feel like a representative. It's not about feeling like it. It's about knowing you are. It's about being sent. 
It's about understanding that Jesus has sent you to the places that you are called to particularly, to represent him and to be him in that place. So what is it for you? It will be different for each of us. But Jesus' focus was always the next place, the next group. The focus was always mission. And so I want to encourage us, particularly over these few weeks, as we've got the guest service, we've got the comedy night, we've got Alpha starting, other opportunities this term to uh, engage people, lots of social things going on, uh, lots of things happening over the next few weeks. Have a look at that. Think about what's going on and think, who might I invite to this? Or what other of my friends might get to know this person as well? Let's be looking to reach out and ask God for more workers in his harvest field. And then believe in Jesus when he says, the harvest is plentiful. It's plentiful. There is a harvest there, friends. And there's a harvest for us. There's a harvest for other churches in this city. You know what? There's plenty of harvest to go round. We're not going to run out. It's plentiful. And God is in it. Amen? Okay. Let me just wrap up by um, mentioning a few practical things for next week. So, firstly, can I ask you, and I think you'll know what's coming here if you ever heard me talk about this before. Can I ask you, please, you know what's coming, Susan, don't you? What's coming now? Get here early. Stop. Please, can I ask you, extra special effort next Sunday, please get here early. And the reason is this. Typically, guests will come early. Maybe they haven't been before. Maybe they're not sure where to go, where to park, how to get here. They will show up early. Friends, it is our responsibility to serve people next Sunday and to welcome them well. One way you can do that is just to be here. That's it. Just to be here with a smile. Please bring your smile. But be here early next week just to be around. Say hi to people. Welcome them. Let's host people really well next Sunday. If you were inviting people to your home for dinner at half past seven, You'd make sure you were in, wouldn't you? You wouldn't sort of turn up from where you'd been at 20 to 8. You'd make sure you were there. You'd probably make sure you were there early so you were prepared with a takeaway menu. <laughs> or whatever it might be. Or if you're going to cook, you're going to eat even earlier. It's the same as we invite people next Sunday. I know, I know it sounds like I'm going on about this one, but believe me, it makes such a difference. For people to come in and the place be buzzing and people be around, you think, oh, there's some life here. Where so often people can come early and think, is anybody here? <laughs> and people come eventually. So please, next Sunday, extra special effort. Let's get here early. Please smile. Please welcome people uh, really well. Uh, let's be serving people uh, as they come next, uh, next Sunday morning. The other thing we want to do slightly differently next Sunday is to use these. And you'll see on your chair one of these cards. And it's called a Today card because it's about today. It's good, isn't it? Profound. It's deep. You can tell we thought a long time about this. And uh, David and I went up to Darlington uh, last week and met with Mike Springer and was talking with him about next Sunday. And uh, he is really keen, as we are, 
to give people the very best opportunity to make a response to Jesus next Sunday. Or to ask questions, or to engage in dialogue, and to help people take the next steps. Now for some people that might be crossing the line of faith. It might be becoming a Christian next Sunday. For others it might be helping them onto an Alpha course. For others it might be praying with them about a particular issue. One way we can do that well is to use these cards. And so next Sunday, what's going to happen, at the end of the morning, Mike's going to say, please take this card that is on your chair and the pen that has so kindly been provided for you and we're going to ask everybody to fill in one of these. Now, this applies whether next Sunday is your first Sunday with us or if you've been here since Noah left. Regardless, please fill out one of these. Now, the reason we're asking everybody to do it is that we obviously want to be able to serve people well, help people take next steps. If you're just saying to people, if you're here for the first time and you know, you'd like to take these next steps, please fill in the card now, people can feel self-conscious and embarrassed. But if everybody fills one out, Oh, look along the road. Oh, everyone's filling one out. Oh, well, I'll just grab a pen and I'll, uh, I'll fill one out too. This will work the best. We stand the best chance of serving people well next Sunday if everybody does it. And the reason there's one in your chair now is that we're going to practice. And in a moment, I'm going to ask you to fill in your card and uh, we're going to collect the cards up, and at the same time, we're going to take our special offering that we talked about for this, this morning for outreach and also for the Night Shelter Project. So maybe you'd like to take the card now that you see uh, on your chair, or maybe that you've sat on or put under your chair, and take the pen that you find along with it, and please can I ask you to fill it out. It may be you're here for the first time and we can serve you by, if you fill out your details on here and we can help you connect into a small group or answer any questions you may have or uh, give you information about the upcoming Alpha course. There's some boxes there that you can tick. If any of those uh, are irrelevant for you, you can make use of this now. We're doing it for real, okay? So we will take the cards up and we will read them. So if we can serve you at all, if we can help you connect into church life or give you any further information about anything, please fill out your details on this card and tick the appropriate box, put on your, your details and, um, and we can help you with that. Just tick any of the ones that are relevant. If you want to receive our monthly uh, email newsletter, put your email address on there, tick that box and we can uh, make sure that you receive that as well. In a moment we're going to collect these cards and uh, we'll take up our uh, special offering at the same time as well. But just as you're filling it in, and I know you're doing that now, thank you. Thank you for filling it in now. We'll do it again next Sunday. And please don't think, but I filled one in last Sunday. I know. But it's okay. It's a today card, not a last week card. So it'll be relevant for next Sunday. And there may be some other questions that you have. Listen, as we finish, as I was praying this week about uh, next Sunday particularly, I felt God say these words. I felt God say, I love to. I love to. And I felt God speak to me about not having to try and persuade him that it might be a good idea if he turned up. Not trying to twist his arm, please Lord, would you heal somebody? Not try and convince God that it would be great if somebody was saved. But rather, I felt God say, I love to. 
I love to. And I feel God would remind us this morning that he loves to save. He loves to heal. He loves to work in people's lives. And so as we come to our Heavenly Father and as we call on him, we're coming to a God who loves to, who loves to answer, who loves to heal, to save, to set free, to redeem, to clean up and send out. So we're not coming having to try and persuade God, but we're coming confidently knowing that he loves to. Amen? Let's stand together. Now, I know we've lost most of the band, but I wonder, could we sing a song as we close? Would that be the band that is left? Adam, bless him, served us so well this morning, but felt so ill, <laughs> uh, had to go. Are we, able to, are we able to finish with a song, guys, for you who are left? That would just be great. It would be great if we could sing again, uh, Water You Turn Into Wine. That would be really good. And as we sing, and as we worship, um, we're going to take up our offering. So just to be clear, this is going to be split 50-50 between the Night Shelter Project we heard about earlier and our outreach activities. So that includes things like the guest service, the, uh, the comedy night, alpha, other outreach things over this term and, uh, and beyond. So if you like to give, you can make a check payable to Jubilee Church. If you're thinking, oh, I forgot the checkbook, I didn't get to the ATM, you can put an IOU in. Please do that. Uh, you can put it on one of these cards, in fact, that we've so helpfully provided. You can uh, write it on there. Please put your name on and the amount, and uh, you can redeem that over the next couple of weeks. Is that okay? That makes sense? What's going to happen? Is that good? We have a band back. Fantastic. So can we stand together? I'm going to pray, and then uh, this box is going to go around. Please put in your today cards, which you've now filled out, and uh, anything for the special offering at the same time. And we'll just sing and worship Jesus as we close. Lord God, we thank you for your presence with us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are constantly looking to the next place, the next group, constantly wanting to reach more people with your good news. And Lord, we pray that you would give us the same heart. Give us a heart of compassion that is moved by people. And Lord, remind us of your love for them and wanting to, or wanting a relationship with them. Lord Jesus, thank you that you love to. Thank you that you love to see people healed, that you love to heal and to save and to set free. And so we pray, Lord, we would see lots of that and we would see many workers uh, added into your army of workers that might bring in the great harvest you have. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. Have a great week. Look forward to seeing you nice and early next Sunday. And uh, please do be inviting people. Let's take opportunities for both the guest service and the uh, comedy night and Alpha and uh, see what God might do. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk and come along on any Sunday morning.